morning. Um, how many know that God is good today? Uh, God has been good to us. It's good to be here as well. Man, we are excited for what God is doing. I mean, this year has, has started off with a, a year of surprises so far. Um, felt like 2020 just uh, it went over, overflowed already, but um, it's good to be back in person. Um, the past two weeks, we had to suspend our services in person. Um, it was not something we wanted to do, but we did because, you know, just out of precautions for everybody else here, um, um, several people in our church um, ended up being sick uh, for different reasons from all different places. I mean, it was none, not one place, but we had different people in our church that were sick and um, including myself and my wife that we both tested positive for COVID. We're clear now. So, you know, hey, you know, we can, you know, uh, be here as well. So we're good now, but I'm excited to be here back. Um, thankfully, our symptoms were, were mild. We're fine. Uh, we still have a few people that are out today. So that's why you don't see, you know, you might not see a whole lot of people here today because, man, you get, we have a couple of people that are still kind of in a recovering stage as well. But, man, we're thankful that people are watching online. If you're watching online, share this, like this, you know, have, have a heart, give it a heart, give it some, you know, one of the little raising hands or something. Um, because God is good to us right now. I mean, I, I believe that we're starting this year and God is, is, is in the midst of everything that is happening right now in the world. As crazy as things are happening, as crazy as COVID is, the pandemic, uh, as crazy as the world is right now, the state of the, the country and everything that's happening, God is in the midst of everything right now. And it's getting tense. And even in the midst of tension, the power of God is there. Anybody believe that today? Like, that God is in control. So today I want to um, preach out of Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. Follow along with me on the screen. Mark chapter 12, verse 1. It says like this. It says, then Jesus, uh, then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a pit um, uh, for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he rented the vineyard. Um, he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. At harvest time, he sent a servant to the tenants to collect them from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. But they seized him beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. Verse 4, it says, Then he sent some other servant to them. They struck the man on the head and treated him shamefully. He sent still another. And they, that one they killed. He sent many others. Some of them, they beat others they killed. He had one left to send, a son whom he loved. He sent him last of all, saying, They will respect my son. Verse 7, it says like this, But the tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. Verse 8, they, so they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Having you read the passage of Scripture, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes then the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders looked for a way to arrest him because they saw they were afraid of the crowd. Um, but they were to arrest him because they knew they had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went away. 
I, I want to talk to you today, um, just using it as a title. If you take notes, you can write down this title. Um, it's, 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 it's getting tense. It's getting tense. I mean, you can grab the shoulder of someone around you, if you have someone around you, and you can say, oh, it's getting tense, you know. You could grab their hand and say, it's getting tense. It's that moment of tension right now in the story where the climax is about to happen, where, where you're like, okay, something's about to creep up, something's about to happen. This is the part of that story that we're in right now. This is the segment that it's getting tense right now for Jesus. Now, to set the stage for you, Jesus right now, he is he's in the last week of his life. In this part of the passage, Mark chapter 11, the chapter before, he comes in on a donkey. Everybody's screaming out, Hosanna, Hosanna. They're screaming out to him. And then Jesus goes into the temple. He clears the temple. He, 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 he flips over tables and everything. And, and, and people are upset. Religious people, religious leaders were upset because Jesus was countercultural to the time. The religious leaders had their rules, their laws, their ways of living, and Jesus comes and he changes everything because Jesus is ultimately about a relationship with him. Anybody agree that today? It's not about religion that will save you. It's the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ that sets you free. Religion is about rules. God is about relationship and restoring that relationship with you. And so that now the story is getting tense. That all eyes are on Jesus. And Jesus is probably three days away from being crucified at this point. Everybody's listening to Jesus. And Jesus often spoke in parables that, that showed a metaphor for what, his, what he was trying to show. There was some truth behind the parables. And he begins this talk directly, and he's speaking directly against the people of Israel. Now, the people of Israel were God's chosen people from the time of Abraham. When, when God called Abraham in the book of Genesis, he says, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. Through you, through your name, all nations will be blessed. Your, that your inheritance, your, your, your family, your ancestors will be too many to count. And through you, you will bless every nation. And so the people of Israel were God's chosen people throughout the Old Testament. And time and time again, the people of God failed God. Time and time again, the people of God, they did their own thing. They wanted their own thing. They wanted their own king. God gave them a king. God spoke to them through judges, through prophets, through priests, through kings. And now we're in the time of Jesus. And so Jesus is openly rebuking the people of Israel. And he's saying, what I've given to you, Israel, I'm about to give it to everyone else. The opportunity to be God's people, it's now open for everyone else to receive Jews and Gentiles. In the time of Jesus, there was two different types of people, Jews and everyone else who would have been the Gentiles. People would have thought they were pagan. They didn't live according to, they didn't grow up in church. They didn't grow up being part of the, the religious family, the Jewish people. But what Jesus comes to do is that there is no segregation with God. There is no one chosen people. But with Jesus, we're all the chosen people. Anybody believe that today? That God is about to do something, and it's getting tense right now. See, Jesus begins to speak about this parable about a man who plants a vineyard. 
and the man plants a vineyard and he sets it up. He sets walls and a watchtower. He sets a wine press, everything. He, he sets it up and he puts people in charge of it. And when he sets up and puts people in charge, he wants them to be good stewards of that vineyard and to take care of what he's given them. But then over time, these laborers don't want to do what they want, they're supposed to do. They're the tenants. They're the ones renting this space out. And they don't want to take care of what has been given to them. And so this owner, he ends up sending people to speak to them. He sends one servant, they kill him. Another servant, they beat him on the head. Another servant, I mean, and again and again and again, it's a, it's a pattern. And again and again and again, and finally he sends his son. And this is Jesus referring to himself in the story. That, that they send a son and they still want to kill him. He's openly rebuking the people of Israel right in their face and rebuking these religious leaders that over and over again, God has given them a blessing. God has given them land. He's given them inheritance. He's given them so much over the history of time, yet they did not listen so much and they did whatever they wanted to do. And when people came to rebuke, whether it was a prophet, whether it was a priest, whether it was a king, whoever it was, they didn't listen. You see, through the Old Testament, there's periods of times of revival where people would come back to God and repent of their wicked ways. They would come back to God over and over again, whether it was through a person, whether it was through a remnant of people, and they would come back to God. And finally, you're in the New Testament here. And Jesus is speaking directly to the people. That the owner is about to come back one day. That the tension is coming. That the owner wants to see, are you taking care of what you've been given? Are you taking care of what has been stewarded to you? Are we taking care of it? So Jesus is directing directly to them, but I feel like he's not just speaking directly to the people of God. He's speaking to us right now. Because God planted something. Can I tell you that this church does not belong to me? This church does not belong to my wife, Rocio. It, it, it doesn't belong to myself. This, this church belongs to God. Anybody believe that today? This church was planted by God. It is God that gave us what we have. It is God that gave us the opportunities. It is God that opened doors. It's God that gave the finances. It's God through people that, that he helped us get where we're at today. Even though you might not see much, but we're so blessed to have the equipment we have, the trailer we have, the, the facilities we've had, all the things that we have and, and, and we've been able to do online and through online ministry to be able to do, do this all. It's been a blessing to have and I cannot take credit for it because it's all to God who it belongs to glory to him and God has given it to us he planted it and he left it to us to be the laborers to work it he's planted it it's our job to work it and one day he'll come back and ask us what we did with it see I don't want to live in fear that that Jesus is going to come back one day and God's going to come back and ask us about, okay, what would you do with this church? 
What did we do with the church, the opportunities, the money that came in, the, the, the equipment you had, all the possessions you got? What did you do with the things that you had? Did you, did you honestly work it and do what, my mission? Or did you just leave it there and just squander it and spend frivolously? See, this is a calling for the church today. This is a calling for all us. It's about to get tense in here because God is calling us right now to a moment of tension where in the year of 2021, God wants to know, are we going to survive or thrive this year? God is looking for people in a church that are waiting to get out of their comfort zone, to get out of the place of, okay, we've been chilling all year long. I know there's a pandemic. I know there's situations, but there still needs to be a move of God in the city. There's still people that need Jesus. There's still people in our community. There's still people in our city. We have neighbors and friends and coworkers and classmates that need Jesus. Are we ready to do what God has called us to do? See, the owner gave us the vineyard. It says, work it. What are we doing with it? What are we doing with what God has given us? See, the people of Israel, Jesus is speaking directly to them, and he's directing this message directly to them. He says, uh, here it is, and the owner is going to come back one day. And are you going to be willing to listen to what people tell you, or, or are you going to, Just do whatever you want. See, a lot of times church becomes this routine for us. I grew up in church my entire life. And I don't know if you grew up in church your entire life, but I grew up in church my entire life. It's so easy for church to be routine. You just come to service, you know, clap your hands, sit, you know, and, and, you know, stand up whenever they tell you to stand up. Sit down when they tell you to sit down. You know, greet your neighbor. Listen to someone preach. All right, I'm heading out. But the church is so much more than that. Church is the community of people that are here to encourage you. And it's for us to work together. We're, we're one big family, but the family's always growing. It doesn't stop. We're always looking for more people that need to be set free from Jesus. We're always looking for more people that need to be broken from addictions. We're always looking for more people that need to be filled with God. Anybody hear me today? We're always looking for more people. This is a family that never stops growing. It keeps multiplying. And many times church becomes this routine and we come, we become to just want to plow. We just want to work in our own place and we just want to take care of our own business. And what God says, no, you're supposed to take care of this so that for the purposes of growth and multiplication. And right now in 2021, I want to see God move and increase like never before so that we can see God change lives like never before. I want to see his, his hand upon us. I want to see healings in this place. I want to see the, the, the lame walk. I want to see the deaf hear. I want to, I want to hear. I want to see the, the mute speak. I want to be in a place where we become a church that speaks volumes to the nation. I believe right now we're in a place right now. The church, and I'm not just talking about our church, Vive Houston. I'm talking about the church as a whole, that we've lost our prophetic voice. I believe our prophetic voice is, is a voice that calls to people to, to be able to, to decide what's going on in the times today, to be able to declare what's happening right now, to be able to set the atmosphere and call people to repentance. 
But I feel like our voice of influence, sometimes it diminishes because we're so focused on our agenda. There's been a church that's so focused on what they want, on who they want, or who they want in charge, what, what they want to do. So focused on so many theories and conspiracies and focused on everything else that they've lost their, their, their voice, their prophetic voice and for the world to hear today. Because they're so caught up in, 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 in absurdities that they don't realize that God is coming soon. And we're not taken seriously as a church anymore. I want to be a church that, that understands where God is calling them. I want to be a church that understands what God is saying right now in this season to the church, to the world today, to the nation today. I want to be a church that is in tune with God's voice. And speaks with authority and people listen. I want to be a church that people look towards and say, this is the example of what we need now more than ever today. More, more than ever today. Like, problem is, is that people look at the church and they want to laugh and they want to ridicule. And that's part of, part of it, but I don't want to give them reasons too. If they want to laugh, they can criticize all they want. Yes, that's that's fine. But for us, I, I want to be able to speak not my agenda, but a God's agenda. See, the, the owner comes back and he's like, okay, where's everybody at? I mean, you've been given this. We're stewards of the church. You and I, all of us that say that this is our church, this is our home. If you say this is your home, we're called to take care of this home, whether we meet in a hotel, a gym, a YMCA, or a school, wherever we meet at, or a church building. We're called to take care of this. God has given this church to us. And he says, here is this vineyard. Here is this place. Now, a vineyard is supposed to produce a wine press, a place where, where, where there's something flowing out of here. And he's given this vineyard to us. And Jesus uses this example of a vineyard, a place that it's supposed to produce. He dug it, he dug a pit, and he built a watchtower, a vineyard we're supposed to protect as well. We're not just here to produce here in this church, but we're here to protect it as well from the absurdities and the idiocracies that sometimes exist out in the world and some other theologies and some other insights that people want to throw in here. We're here to protect it as well. And so for us as a church, God has called us to produce this in his vineyard, but also to protect it. And as God calls us to protect it, we're here also as well to provide. And when the church loses its prophetic voice, we're not producing anything. We're not protecting anything. We're not providing for anything. There's no more prophetic voice. And I believe to right now we're living in a time more than ever before where God is coming back sooner. I'm not a prophet. Like, I'm not a person that like, oh, Jesus is coming back on this day. It's coming back at this hour. No, I'm not that kind of person. But what I do know is that Jesus comes back a lot more closer today than he did yesterday. He's coming back soon, and he wants to know what have we done with the thing that he's given us. He's given us this church. He planted it. It's our opportunity to water it, to take care of it, to nurture it. And to see it grow, for God to God be the glory. Anybody believe that? Give, give God some praise this morning. 
I want to see this church in 2021 grow and prosper like number four. It's a time for us to wake up. It's not time for us to be comfortable. I, I want to see people that, that, that get out of their comfort zone this year and begin to step into a prophetic voice and begin to rise up and say, man, I'm, I'm tired of just being a person that just sits in a chair. No, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm here to set up. Whatever time I need to be here, I'm here. Whatever time I need to leave, I'm here. I'm here to serve. But not just that. What else can I do during the week? Who can I call up? Who can I text? What friends do I have? Do I need that? Need Jesus? Who, who, who do I know? Who, 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 who can I talk to? And we're a person of influence that that does who we say we are because this is a time of tension. This is a time of of, of where, where things are drawing to a close. We're almost there. Are we ready to do what God has called us to do, or are we just going to give up and just criticize everyone that comes and talks to us? Someone is speaking. God is speaking to us. Are we ready to listen? The tenants said to one another, oh, you know what? Let's just kill every single person that comes. Let's forget about, let's rebuke them. No, God is saying to listen and wake up. Verse 9 says, what then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and kill those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Jesus is speaking to Israel because you have not taken care and listened to me. I'm given the opportunity that it was this for this chosen people, although I'm using you as the vessel. The ultimate end all result is that I want to bless the world. And the gospel is not just for one group of people. It's for the entire group of people, Jews and Gentiles. It's for everybody. And the promises that belong to Israel belong to us today. That we can take hold and captive those promises that exist for us. Because we are the new Israel. We are the new Jerusalem. We are his people. We are his, his children. Verse 10, it says, haven't you read this passage of scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. It's interesting. Really, we'll, we'll leave that up there for a second. Haven't you read this passage? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. What, what Jesus is doing is referring back to David. And he's, it, this is prophetic. It, you know, it was written thousands of years before. He says, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Now, when you ever build a building, even to this day, there's always a foundation. But upon that foundation, you need to have a good level foundation. But upon that foundation, there's, there was always a cornerstone that would be placed in each corner of the, of the building. And without that cornerstone, that was the sturdiest, hardest stone that you would want to have. There was, there was a, 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 something of importance that you would put there. You, you would put that stone, and it was not the weakest stone. It was, it was the toughest stone. That would help sustain the rest of the building uh, and, and be able to keep that building up. Yet, Jesus is saying, and we refer to Jesus as the cornerstone because he's the one that is the foundation of the building. He's the one that sustains the entire place. He is the one that, that puts it all together. He links it all together, all the other pieces. But what happened here, see, the builders rejected the very thing that they needed, they needed the most, and there is no foundation without Jesus. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes, verse 11. It's important for us to understand that as we work and we, we pursue Jesus, 
Do we recognize him as our cornerstone? Do we recognize him as the one that is the foundation? Is he the one sustaining this ministry? Honestly, I don't want to be sustained by myself. I don't want it to be just about me. It's not about our show. It's about me and, and God. It's about us and God. Us, are we encountering with God every week when we come in here? It, beyond this week, beyond on Sunday, are we going into the week encountering God? This past 21 days, we've been praying and fasting. And maybe you haven't started yet. Man, I encourage you this week, seek God this week in your own time. Maybe fast or give up a meal um, one or two times a week or, or one or two times a day. Find a time where you can seek God. Wake up early in the morning. Search God. Because God is the cornerstone of this church and of our lives. The tension is now here. Are we ready to demonstrate what we've done and what we're giving to God? Today and this year, I, I, I'm believing, even though it's kind of been a rocky start for the year, I, I'm not saying, hey, you know what, month one just passed by and that's it. You know, let's, the whole year's done. And the way I see it, there's 11 more months to go. And there's so much more growth that we anticipate. I'm happy to announce today that in two Sundays, on February 7th, we'll be returning back to the YMCA. We'll be here next Sunday. And uh, in February 7th, we'll be going back to the YMCA. We, we got approval to go back to the location, which great, gives us more opportunity, not just so much because there's more space and it, and it gives the opportunity to um, have better social distancing and, and, and greater care. And, it's, and, and we, we enjoy that part as well. But it's more space to be able to fill it with more people because literally five times more people can fit, even more than that than what's in here in this place right now. This is only temporary, and I'm excited, but when we go back to the place, I don't want to just sit there with a place where we're just going to be so much distance and we have no one else around us. That, that No, I want to be in a place where, yes, we have distance, but we also have people that are coming because there's more room to grow. I want us to be willing and able to invite people to church that have never have thought come to church. I want us to invite some of our friends and invite family members and people that have been longing to go to church. This is where we press on. This is where we get ready. It's now. There might be few of us now today, but you know what? I, I'm not discouraged because I know that God is moving right now. And there is so much more in the next two weeks that are going to happen, in the next two months that are going to happen, and this year it's going to happen, and we're going to see a place of increase. We're going to see growth. And God's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've done well. You've taken care of what I've given you. And so today, that's what I want to emphasize. I want to pray to God, and I want to seek the face of God. If you're watching us online, I want to pray with you today. If you have a prayer request, send us a message. We'd love to pray for you today. But today, this, here in this room, and all across, everywhere listening, I want us to seek God. I want us to call out to him. And say, God, if I haven't taken care of what you've given me, God, forgive me. We're blessed to be a blessing. How many know that we're blessed? God's given us so much. And there's so much opportunity ahead of us. This is an opportunity to get things right with God. I want us to pray and we'll worship right now. But I want to believe for this year, for 2021, that this might be the, the year where family members in your, in your family 
that you've been praying for, maybe the past few weeks you've been fasting and praying. I encourage you, maybe there's family members in your family that you've been praying for or, or loved ones or coworkers, people you've known for a long time. They, they just need Jesus. And I pray that they would find Jesus this year. I pray that God would, would set them free, whether it's from bad relationships or addictions, depression. I pray that God would just change people. I want to pray today. I want to pray for you. Father God, right now, Lord, we come before you. God, you've given us this church. You've given us an opportunity to run with this. And right now, we want to give you all our worship and all of our praise today. God, we want to serve you wholeheartedly, God. We don't want to serve you halfway, but God, we want to serve you with everything that we have. Lord, we love you, God. We love you. I'm going to invite you to stand today, and we're to worship today this morning. If you need prayer, I'd love to pray with you. Let's worship this morning.